0: Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Albarigo, School Allie, good to be with you again, sir.
1: Yeah, you as well, Dwayne. Good to see you. It's kind of like one of those uh, ominous days here in Long Island because we're awaiting this big nor'easter. So it's like we're like, wh- what's going to happen? What do we do? Kind of. Dude, thing. I'm a
0: little jealous.
1: I'm jealous. I uh, we, yeah. we got.
0: I woke up to a little bit. I mean, I say a little bit. I mean, I, we woke up to a little bit of snow, um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm jealous.
1: Yeah, you know what, I always look, you know, certain people don't, but I'm, I'm like a homebody. I, you know, you probably know this, like I can literally work out of my, I, I could be in like a compound somewhere and be happy and, you know, just as long as I had internet and I could chat with people on the phone and do little things like that, but I'm okay if I don't have to leave the house, so I'm like thinking like, oh God, if I'm going to have to travel out in the snow, I, my school used to be two minutes away, now it's ten minutes away, but I'm like, okay, do I drive there, or do I you know, cancel classes. So we're waiting. We haven't, it hasn't hit us yet. So we don't, I don't know what to do.
0: Uh, Well, the, you know, the, the good, the, the good thing is you actually could stay open, right. And just do it virtually.
1: Well, I technically could. um, And you're right. And I said that to myself, like, how are we ever to take a snow day anymore? How are we ever to take any day off anymore? Because we have virtual, right. Um, But, uh, but all of our camera setups are at the school and I used to have it when it was during quarantine, I'd have it at my house. Um, you know, and I had a little mini dojo built in my downstairs of my home. Um, but, uh, but now it's been cleared back out again and I brought all the camera systems to my school. So I, I mean, I could do it. Like I'm doing it right now, live in my office. In fact, tomorrow, um, um, I'm going to be a guest instructor for uh, Solomon Brenner who runs, um, I think it's, uh, I forget. Kicks Karate or United States Karate or something. I'll, I'll remember the name, but he's a big school owner. He's got multiple locations, and he has 30 of his staff members doing a small half-hour class with me tomorrow. As a gift for them, he's been getting them training from certain different teachers in different styles. So I said I might have to do it from my office right here and clear it out a little and do my best to kind of, you know, teach uh, with the way my camera's set up, but we'll, we'll have to see. So, uh, yeah. Cool, so. Though. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I just wish that it was, I wanted it to be in my school and, you know, you know, so they had more and more of a space to see what we do. And, but anyway, life is, you roll with the punches. That seems to be our going trend, right? Yeah,
0: you know, look, uh, we're, we're closing out the year. I don't know about you, but um, I Friday's my last day.
1: Yeah, that's not me. My, my last day is on Wednesday, so you got me beat by by a few days. But, yeah, I'm super. I mean, dude, are, why is it that we're so excited to be able to shut down? I mean, why is it that you are? Even though that, like, we have other people. Like, I could say today, I'm supposed to teach tonight. I could say, hey, Reggie Ryan, one of my top guys, you're going to teach class. You know what he'd say? Okay. Like, he wouldn't complain. That's what he does, you know. But I could stay home. But it's just a different kind of feeling when you know that everything is just shut for a week and, no, you know you don't have to worry about the lights and the heat and the this and the that and so on and so forth, right? It's just a different type of um, stress less kind of attitude.
0: Yeah, and I uh, I was talking with my head instructor um, yeah. yesterday, and we were going back and forth. I said, you know, should we should we offer some virtual private lessons over the break? You know, giving right. people an opportunity to to connect and yada yada yada. Right. And. Um, you know, he brought up a couple of things, and, and then we look back at um, Thanksgiving because we did that opportunity on on Black Friday. We right. had some private lesson times open, and we, we only had four people book private lessons. And yeah. two of them were in a black belt testing process phase. So right. really they don't count because that's probably why they did it anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I, no, you I know, just came to the conclusion, we're, we're like, you know what, we're just going to shut down. We're not going to do it. Although uh, I, we do have
1: uh, uh, a couple of virtual events that are happening, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, I remember back in the day, I was diehard. Like, you know, I my students, in fact, it's kind of funny because uh, this one student and his group of friends were like my hardcore hard group of students. And then, of course, they grew up and this one guy went into the military he did 19 years in the military, was a Marine drill sergeant, head of teaching hand-to-hand combat. Um, him and his son, who's now 17, his age when he trained with me, are now training via Zoom. And they're in North Carolina, and they train with me. But it's funny, him and his friends used to run to my school miles in the snow. And I say miles, like five miles in the snow. They jogged to my school and shoveled my parking lot with their shovels so that I could open up and teach classes. Like, I was that diehard that... Like, but I, I realized long ago that it's not just us we have to worry about. Like, if I brave the storm, that's fine. That's my choice. But if I open up and um, I create that open environment where other people may take a shot and dangerous, you know, road terrain because I'm open, um, then I'm taking their lives at risk as well. So might as well just say, hey, listen, I, I'm not going to be open. Stay home. Enjoy your training, take the night off. Now we could always say, listen, we're not opening. We'll do zoom classes if you want. But then again, you might get three or four people. They want to be out playing in the snow. They want to have hot cocoa and watch TV with their, it's that kind of, you know, nesting vibe. So do we open or do we close? That's a big question. So what do you think about that?
0: Yeah. Well, I believe if you're able to do it virtually and, and, and and not, be compromised getting to the studio. I, I think it's probably a good thing to, to do the classes, you know?
1: How about, really how about this? What if, you, what if you just did one class and you just let everyone in and you just did a general workout? Punches, kicks, and this and that. So everyone's at home. They get an hour workout, but you don't have to do five classes. Um, you're still offering them a service, and at the same time, there's no limits to, the, to Zoom. Right? You can have 100 people on there, and they're not going to be in each other's space. And at least you offer something to them. And, uh, you know, you're giving them something, but you're not, you know, you're taking also taking that time to get this day to shut down that that God gave to you. Yeah, I
0: I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I just wonder from their perspective what they're thinking as the consumer. You know, well, now I'm not getting my regular stuff that I need to be working on in order to test or whatever. You know what I mean? Because I get that
1: sometimes. Yes. But just like you on Thanksgiving, four people showed up, you offered it, and only four people took advantage of it. Now you're, you know, you're still jumping through hoops, because you want to make it good for you want to do good for everybody. And um, only four people I don't say they, the other people weren't taking advantage of it. They just were like, Hey, listen, we're going to take the night off You're you have the night off. I just don't want to set a precedent
0: that when this is all over that they expect those type of things. You, you see what
1: I'm saying? Am I? I want to be careful about that. <laughs> I do, but here's the thing. Like, this is the thing with Zoom. It, it literally opened up a whole new world, right? You, you know, we for all of us, right? Now, some people, like clients of mine, they shut down the minute they were allowed to reopen. Zoom got turned off. We've never turned Zoom off because we're we're um, we're limited to 33% capacity in our building entirely. But on our training floor, we have 17 spaces. In our lobby, we could probably allow two – I could maybe do a lotto and allow two or three parents here and there. But I just don't – they don't really prefer that we have anybody in the building other than our students. And I'm fine with that. So everyone sits in their car, they click onto Zoom, and they watch via Zoom. Um, it's no different than if they were sitting in our lobby. You know, they're just in their car, heated car. They, and actually, probably better. They can recline. They can fall asleep. They can do whatever they want. Um, but uh, it opened up a whole new world to us. Like when it comes to, like even testing, we did testing last Saturday, and we must have had 30 parents from uh, or relatives, grandparents from Florida, North Carolina. They were like they never got to see their kids test, but now via Zoom, they get to see it. So we're gonna keep this opportunity open forever. Like I mean, listen, you wanna Zoom it? Here's the link. We, it's no, what we do by the way in Zoom is we run one class. So we have one link, and then we basically turn it on, and then the kids at the end of class, they just sign out, and the next group signs in, and we have to allow them into the class. So we, you know, it's the same running link, so we could share that link with their family members if they wanted to share it with their grandparents if they're getting a stripe on their belt or whatever, opportunities that we never had. So um, it is exciting. It really has created, and it allows, you know, a dad who's at work that couldn't make it into the test who's a cop. Um, I had a few of them. He's on the job in the middle of the night He's at, on his, you know, his uh, shift. He was able to turn, come on Zoom and watch a little bit of his kid's promotion. How how cool is that? That never happened before. He had to miss it. Now he's there. Like, hey, Jason, your dad's right there. How cool is that? You know, that kind of thing. Yep. So, I mean, there's a lot I of know really you cool brought things. attention
0: to that he was there, too. That's good.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So how awesome. I mean, so there are a lot of great things. So anyway, I wrote down, you know, like what are the blues of end in the year? You know, like what, a, you know, we have this downside. We're like closing up the year. It's the end of the year. i um, still hearing a lot of schools going out of business. It, it breaks my heart. Um, still yeah. hearing a lot of schools in, in certain States or counties like in Manhattan, New York, that they were not allowed to open still. They're still not allowed. Um, and then there's this new craze where people are actually trying to open up spiritual centers. And I'm trying to do the same. So I'm listed as a religious spiritual center versus just a gym or karate so um, to get around certain shutdowns. So uh, it's an interesting concept, by the way.
0: Yeah, you've got to do what you got to do in order to, to get
1: open, right? Right, yeah. Because if not, you know, you know you're know, you gone forever. So, anyway, those people I feel bad, those ones that are listening to us that are struggling, you know, um, I, I really do urge people. I'm, I'm no, you know, nothing as far as knowledge and, you know, like that. But it's still, if I could be of any help in trying to share some ideas or concepts, you know, to help school owners, please reach out to me. I'm here for you. I, I don't mind calling you, texting you, emailing back and forth with you, instant messaging on Facebook. Um, but let's try to keep your school afloat and keep you going and keep you growing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing to close out the year strong? What are some of the things that you're doing?
0: Uh, well, we did a, uh, we still have our Facebook ads going uh, and, you know, we're getting leads all the time with that um, awesome. and getting people to, uh, and to sign up for, for classes next year, you know, soon we open back up. Um, so that's, that's still running. We we did we did we did do our, our karate for Christmas this year. This is our worst karate for Christmas ever. Um, we only oh, had 14 yeah. people. Yeah, we only had 14 people buy karate for Christmas. And the best and to, to kind of give the listeners a perspective. I mean, the best year I ever did was I sold 76 karate for Christmases. And what mm-hmm. that is is it's two months of uh, martial arts lessons, a free uniform um and a free belt testing and uh yeah and and the year that i the best year was was 76 i did have two people want their money back they decided not to do it so we ended up with 74 trials wow uh but this year was the worst year at 14. so
1: so let me ask you this though like so 74 trials at 69 it was 49 dollars
0: hold on just a second i my uh
1: my, I, I ran out of juice, man. <laughs> on your head, on your, your headset.
0: There you go. There
1: you go. <laughs> All right, great. So, um, so what was it? Uh, Seventy-four members at sixty-nine dollars.
0: When I did this, this the that particular one, it was, uh, it was, it was forty-nine dollars, I think, at the time. Okay. So fifty dollars times
1: seventy uh, bucks. That's a lot of money that you're bringing in. I mean, you gave them the uniform, which is like ten bucks. So let's say you made $40 profit on, on it. Well,
0: right? I, sh- I, sh- but I also shipped them uh, okay. the uniforms. So that's another nine bucks.
1: And then if they so bought what it, co- it by what it cost November
0: you? 30th, yeah, well, it cost me nothing because, you know, I made sure that my cost was covered. Also, if right. they, uh, if they bought before by November 30th, they also got a $10 Target gift card. And okay. so, in essence, you know, their $50 cost me 30 bucks.
1: Max. Okay. Okay. So, so you made like between 20 and 25 bucks on each person.
0: Depending. Yeah. And then the the next
1: year I bumped it to $69.
0: So I went up 20 bucks. Um, Uh, We did see a reduction. We saw a reduction in the amount uh, purchased, you know, so, and I don't remember the numbers. It may have been, I think, I know it was in the fifties that we got, but I did that purposely because what I wanted to see was I wanted to see the people that bought it for 50 bucks compared to the $69 ones. One, I wanted to see obviously how many I could sell. Right. Um, but then two, how many of the $50 people actually enrolled in the program and stayed a year compared to the $69 people that enrolled in the program and stayed a year. And I, okay. I did find that I had more $69 people continue, meaning actually enroll, and more $69 people uh, stay for a year or more. So, um,
1: yeah, so, so your, the people that pay your, more. So your hypothesis was that, you know, trying out a higher end ticket item made more of those people with more money or the warrants shopping a deal so they could just come in for a month for free for literally no dollars, like the Groupon mentality, and you turned down right. more sign-ups.
0: Okay. Yes. Now, that being said, this year, I did bring it down to 49 again
1: just okay. because
0: of the circumstances and money is, you know, tight for some people, yada, yada, yada. Right. So I did bring it down to $49. Um, we will see what happens. You know, out of the $14, uh, 4 of them, yeah, out of the $14, 4 of them so one, one of them, her brother is in the studio. The other okay. three, her bro, their brother is in the studio. So the, okay. those, out of those four, there's already a family member currently in, involved. Right, right.
1: So I think that's interesting. I mean, and I love the fact that it always goes back to testing, right, like, you know, um, split testing and analyzing. Because um, I just had a few client conversations yesterday and today that I manage their Google AdWords, and they're like, do you want to put it on hold and wait, or do you want to start pumping it up, or do you want to wait until January 1 and then put out some new year, new you kind of things, and everyone is cautious. Like, you know, they're nervous, and I think that that's that's understandable. And I can tell you, please be careful as a school owner uh, that you don't give away the farm because your assumption is – people can't afford it because no matter what, there are always going to be people who can't, you know, even during good times, people that just can't afford you and certain people that can afford you. So, I mean, you could work special deals if you choose to because you want to fill the school with members or you could hold to your guns and maybe one out of every five is going to sign up on the real price and um, you're going to build your, you know, your tuition payments around high-paying, high-ticket items kind of thing.
0: Well, I mean, you think about it, and this was in a, an earlier podcast that we did. I, we both raised our prices Yeah, we, during this pandemic. We both raised our prices, you know. So I'm not at 149 <laughs> anymore, you know, for my basic program. I'm at 156.23. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, and I went from 135 to 145. But you know what's funny? To so the new people, which are all coming through the door, I, they're they're like, wow, that's very affordable, and it's true because most of the BJJ schools and other taekwondo schools in my area, are they a little bit more expensive than me? I was always at the top end of the price level. I was always actually the guy who's charging way more than anyone. Um, and then, of course, I kept my prices steady because in my mind, I didn't want to keep growing every year and, you know, people you know, feeling like it's all about the money. Um, so this is my first price increase in like two or three years. And, uh, and rightfully so, ten, look, at 10 bucks. One of the moms put it to me perfectly, and she kind of scared me. She wrote me an email. She said, you know, I see that you raised your prices. You know, they're $10 per student. That's $20 a month. And, you know, and I'm reading the email, and then finally at the end, she's, oh, never mind. I just won't buy a Starbucks this week. Like, she was being funny, you know, and like making fun of people who are always looking to nickel and dime. She goes, I just won't buy a Starbucks. And then and it all equals out. You know, like, so it was pretty cool. My daughter, she's funny. She's addicted to Starbucks and and she'll sit in the house and have it door dashed to our house with a chocolate chip cookie and a Starbucks. And I'm like, did you just pay 24 bucks to have a coffee and a cookie delivered? She's like, well, what am I going to do, dad? I love it. And and am I not going to have it? And I'm like, well, I guess it's your money and you really want it once a week. That's your indulgence. Like who's to say, you know, right? People drink wine, they smoke cigars, you know, everyone's got to have it. And by the way, um, uh, most of the time, people have money for what they want to have money for. So my, my warning is this to the school owners, too. Um, people are becoming very bargain savvy, you know, because everyone's giving deals. Everyone's making special accommodations, schools, businesses, whatever. They're going out of their way to make things affordable because it's our livelihood. But um, be very careful that you don't underprice yourself and give away the farm, um, because, you know, that's just a recipe for disaster anyway, because once we come out of this, you'll never be able to change those prices because you'll be so low, ridiculously low. So just be careful. You know, I, I understand.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm, I, the other thing that we've done this month is we went back and started going through um, the, the list of people that were on a trial and never finished the trial. Right and uh we put them in an automation with just a text message and an email and then we also had it then create a uh um a task from you know for me to call them and so right. i've been on the phone calling people and some people are like yeah no we're just we we can't do it right now because of the right. pandemic yada yada, yada. yeah and i'll say all right you know what if i call you in two or three months Is that fine? Yep, absolutely. Then I just, you know, change the the task. Others, they're going, yes, we would love to come back and do a trial. Are you doing in-person classes again?
1: Yes, we are. Okay.
0: So I've set some people up for um, uh, the beginning of the the year, you know, the the week that that we open back up. And this is so important because I would not have gotten those people to come back, really, had I not, um, you know, pressed forward with that. In fact, I called one guy, and he, I I talked to him on the phone, and it wasn't 10 seconds after I introduced myself or reintroduced myself, and he goes, oh, yeah, we were just talking about you. He goes, "Wow." yes, we want to sign him up. I said, what? Like I was taken aback. He goes, yeah, we want to sign him up. I go, okay, well, his class is tomorrow night. He goes, we'll be there. And they came in, signed up, boom, right away. And i'm only open the rest of this week so i mean their payments are going to start in january but i got an enrollment and i wouldn't have i wouldn't have gotten that had i not called them or maybe i wouldn't have got it until a month down the road when they finally got around to it what i'm finding is that um people are extremely busy or they make themselves appear to be busy and they're not getting around to things that even if if they want to do it, they're not doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So Um, that follow-up is, and that was our last call last week, you know, is follow-up, you know, uh, King or something like that, whatever we had titled it. But uh, it it really is important for us to, one, uh, not be offended if they don't, contact them right. back and and right. two don't, don't feel like you're bothering them if you continue to contact them
1: if you right. do it in
0: a way that's helpful that's inquisitive that's informative um, all they can say is hey look take me off your list we're not interested anymore right. and then you go okay great thanks for letting me know and then boom um, but I think we're so afraid of rejection that we don't pull the trigger and follow up with people, and 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 it's it's so so important. Like yesterday, um, Mr. Bean was was looking at a task that he has today, and it's it's to call a, a lady because they didn't finish a trial, and yeah, you know, and 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 COVID was the reason. And he mm-hmm. said to me, "Should I really call her tomorrow?" And I go, yeah. "Yeah, you should. Why wouldn't you?" And he goes, "Well, right, our area is bad right now." she's not going to probably change her mind. It's going to be the same. I said, yeah, but you won't know that until you call. And then you can always say, not a problem, Mrs. Jones. I can call you in two months and see if, you know, if then's if you know, at that time's a better time to enroll little Johnny. And, you know, yeah. but you're not going to know right. that. And why would you wait until quote unquote um, the pandemic is over? Because the pandemic, look, the pandemic is not, Ever going to be over if the person in their mind doesn't think it's over, right? And we're not going to know yeah. until we ask the questions, until we, we we try to find out where they're at. Does that make sense?
1: Right, it definitely does. Um, and I think the um, one thing that we have to understand. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm looking down as I'm writing down a few things based on what you said. Um, the first thing is is they. I, I like that, I like it that you take notes on what I. Said. Well, yeah, because I I want to comment that like it you know in a debate you know you know you're like uh, you know I like karate versus judo and I'm like oh karate versus judo because I'm going to keep letting you talk for your two minutes and then I want to add to it so I like as a presidential debate I write it down, um, but uh, I think that you're you're so right, Wayne. Like it, you know the the mastery is in the follow up. We talked about it last week, so I'll give you a perfect example. Just this morning I was working with one of my clients. Um, He's a Spark member, so we, he put together an automation. He had the automation, and the automation is called something like um, following up on old students. So he's given the rest of the month of December, which is only like nine days. It's almost over for free, um, and he did an email campaign, email text, email text, blah, 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 blah for the course of whatever five or six series. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, when him and I looked at it to follow up on it, it turned out that none of it fired, none of it was sent because he was missing a tag and he didn't properly link the tag to whatever. So a lot of times in our minds we start going, oh, that box is checked, right? Like I remember being a manager of my program manager and go, did you do all your two2% 810 10, 10 calls? Yes, sir, I did them. I never would check. I just wanted to know that the box was checked because, and, and my box was the box follow up on the program manager to make sure that they did their job, and then I just checked my box. Meanwhile, they were lying to me, and they weren't doing it, right? So, he had this system in place, but he didn't check a box, and nobody got the promotion, So uh, or the marketing. So, it's all about the the minute, fine, final uh, details, the fine details, right? And making sure that it's all working, doing well, et cetera, et cetera, right? Makes sense? Um Yeah, perfect. The other thing I recommended to another client was I recommended The Psychology of Selling, and uh, that's by Brian Tracy, and it's an audio series that he made on cassette. I remember buying it on cassette and then upgrading it to DVD and then getting it on digital, and um, I sometimes give it to my clients so that they could listen to it, and as I was listening, I clicked on one to make sure it worked. Right away, Brian Tracy just happened to be talking about um how I have work, I'm, the, I'm looking to see yeah. where it's at
0: but
1: anyways yeah and um brian tracy the one audio that i clicked on was immediately talking about how we sell to the level of our own beliefs meaning like like mr bean just did for you well, well it's covid why would people want to join now because in his head maybe he wouldn't want to join now or he has a fear that people don't want to join now so he's like so then as a school owner we'll put it off. But like you said, um, you know, people are like, yeah, I'm coming in. I was just thinking about you. And maybe they wouldn't have called, but you called. And maybe they were thinking about you, but they wouldn't have took an action until January. But now that you called, they're like, we'll be in tomorrow. And they signed up because you pushed forward, right? And it's so important to understand that we often shoot ourselves in the foot. We're worried. We're unsure. We're not positive. Well, maybe we shouldn't. And I, I laugh about this. Look, I just... I stopped in, I shouldn't even say this because my fiance is listening. She'll get mad at me. But um, I stopped in the Corvette dealership the other day because I wanted to see the new Corvette. And they're like, uh, oh, we don't even have them here. You have to order them online. You're like, you want to order one? And I'm like, I really do. But let me get out of here right now. You know, like, because it's just, you know, my thing is like exotics and, and fun cars. But, but they, um, you know, the guy has never took my name, didn't take my, I said, no, I'll get back to you. I'll, I'll just. Didn't take my name, didn't ask for a card, didn't hand me a card, didn't ask for a phone number. I'm like, this is a, you know, they're not super expensive, $50,000, $70,000. That's a pretty decent size of money, but it's not like a Ferrari. But um, if that were my job, I'd be like, hey, Dwayne, can I have your name and number, and I'll get back to you? Let me send you some cool articles. Let me send you some, like, no follow-up, no follow-through, no desire whatsoever. I'm like, do you? Make, I wanted to say, do you make a livelihood out of this, or are you just poor? Like because you're a terrible salesperson. Like I could probably teach you how to be a much better salesperson and sell yeah, more cars. Yeah. You know, so so that's that's important. So I think that school owners have to understand that they shouldn't worry about what they think someone should think about what they're thinking about what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. do it. The work, like well, you said before, we a, they can opt yeah. out. You yeah, know, that we, doesn't we have
0: a. Yeah, we have a product that can solve a lot of problems. And if we really believe in the product, then we should, you know, unashamedly call them, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, I I was just going to say, so we've we've done that this month and, you know, it's produced some trials, it's produced some signups. It has produced maybe some future signups because we've moved the date. You know, they didn't say no indefinitely. They said, yes, we're still interested, but, you know, and they gave me their but, and then I just moved the date,
1: you know, so I can follow up with them. Um, And go ahead. No, no, why wouldn't you do that anyway? You know what I mean? Like, just find out. Well, but what I mean by that, too,
0: is that I'm just not letting the automation do it. Right. I'm just not letting the emails do it because email is not, uh perfect and I'm not just letting the text messages do it because some people just don't even read them or just don't respond mm-hmm. but when they when when they when I have to leave a voicemail there's a human voice that goes along with it and the way that I yeah. craft my my message they can definitely tell that it probably isn't you know uh, uh, an auto dialer because I use their name. Yeah. I use the situation. You know, I know right. that you were here last, you know, last month for a trial and didn't get, didn't get yeah. to finish it. I, I was wondering yeah. if blah, 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 blah. So, um, doing everything possible besides going and knocking on their door because that would be kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? I even, even some of them, I use my card system and then I, I uh, sent them a, a Christmas card.
1: Right. But let me ask you a question, know. though, that, you know, why would it be kind of weird to knock on their door? You know, I I know it's like it, it, it's kind of in our minds we think it's invasive, yet every day, or well, not every day, but quite often I have someone knocking at my door, hey, um, we're walking the neighborhood, we're doing a window job and a roof job on such and just an address, right. we wanted to know if you wanted an estimate. Um, so I often wonder, like, why we're so conscious or we have a, fear, a conscious fear of people perceiving us as being too outwardly pushing for sales or to sign people up, when the very existence that we we have in our school is based off of signing people up. And by the way, if you're a preacher and you run a church, you do whatever you can to grow your congregation, and it's not about you going, hey, I got the biggest congregation, although I'm sure some ministries are like that. It's about the money and then sure. grow and be the biggest. But I'm sure there the, the general the general consensus of most preachers and ministers are all about the more people you could reach to share the word of your gospel or your God or your religion or your creed. And and we feel similarly, like we would love to teach as many people as we can if they all just came to us. If they were banging on our door, we'd just keep on expanding and teaching. So why do we sometimes sit back and get so reserved about promoting. Very important right. question to ask ourselves.
0: Well, it's a psychological thing. It's a it's a self worth yeah. thing. It's a psychological thing. There's some barriers. You know, you brought up about um, just being basically being confident when you're selling, right? I remember when uh, I was listening to Dan Kennedy, and, and I wanted to raise my prices, and he was talking about um, somebody. Somebody said something about him having brass balls, and right. he, he said, yeah, I'm just going to tell you what the price is, and it's um, I, I, I'm unashamed about it. And I thought, right, why should I be ashamed about my price? I should, right, you know, and so I did. I literally practiced when I raised my price, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, you know, and yeah. Yeah, yes, Mrs. Jones, the price of the program is 149 a month. And then when they say, yeah. you know, one one forty nine a month, because they're wanting me to justify it, right. I would just repeat back to them. I would say, yes, one forty nine a month. Yeah, and well, you know, what be too, okay with that uncomfortable
1: silence because that's what the, that's what you have to have. Yeah, and there's another thing that people forget. Like you know, um, it's called value stacking. Obviously, stacking your value. Um, and, you know, listen, you go to Burger King and you order a uh, vegan, which they have now, Impossible Burger, which I'm so happy. So, like, wherever on the road I can get a vegan burger. Um, but uh, so you, you say, well, what do I get with that? And, and it's, you know, $6.99 for a burger. And they'll go, well, you also get fries and you get a drink and you get a They're like, so, oh, that sounds a little bit better. So we quite often don't value stack what we give our clients. We go, hey, you get tuition. And, uh, you get training, but there's probably a lot of other things that you're doing. Your weekly checks on their belt ranking, monitoring them for you in your school. They get private lessons. They get all sorts of things. So when you say yeah. that, like in my, yeah, in my school, they get a sticker system for the kids for their house, for home, for the dojo. They get stickers. They turn their stickers in. They could buy products in my school. They get their belts, their striping, their certificates, all included. Um, the ceremonial day for their belt, you know, and then people like, oh, wow, all of that? Now, all of a sudden, we're below our price, right, because we've showed them by value stacking what we do. And um, that's quite important. So when they're shopping for the next school and the next school doesn't do any of that, they're like, do you do stickers? They're like, stickers, what do you mean? Do you, well, oh, the school down the road does this, this, and this. Do you get perfect attendance awards for free? No, we don't do that either. Like, you know, and it keeps it keeps lowering their 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 competition advantage, right, competitive advantage. So it's very important for us to always continually understand it. And I bet you most schools have a lot that they give, but they don't know how to value stack, how to stack what they give away that's included in the program that makes it more visibly and uh, audibly affordable to them. Mm-hmm. Right? Makes sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, certainly it does. And, you know, being able to communicate that is a, is a big deal.
1: So what are you doing to close out the year? Cause you're open basically one more week than I am. Yeah, I am. I'm open till next Wednesday and then I'm shut from Christmas Eve day through new year's day, which I'm super excited about it. So I know I hate to sound like this type of guy, but I'm counting the days. Like I have to teach tonight, but I'm off tomorrow. Then I have another day on Friday and Saturday I have a sale. Um, so I have three days and then I have two days the following week. So I'm like, Oh, I got five days left and I'm off for like eight days. Um, but, uh, yeah, what I've been doing right now that I'm very linearly focused on is the trials that are in trial memberships and the people that have done trials that didn't sign up. I'm working on trying to get them in, and I'm saying, and a lot of them are like, hey, we'll just wait for December, because it makes sense. Today is the 16th. If they don't show up for a week, we're going to be closed for a week. So why bother joining now? So what I'm doing right. is just listen, let's, let's get them signed up as of January 2nd when we reopen, Um, That's when your contract, your agreement will start. Your first payment will come out around and about that area. And I said, let's get them their uniform. Let's get them started. Put their uniform under the tree. You know, give them a gift. Don't just sign them up. Get them, you know, have them come and sign them up behind the scenes. And then when they open another gift, they get their their dojo uniform with our characters on it and so on. I've also been um, incredibly focused on retail and being that I moved my two locations, you know, I had two of everything, right? Because I had two locations. Now I only have one. Right. So I used to have 20 Bo staffs on the wall, 20 pairs of Tompa that people could use. So I've been blowing all that stuff out for slightly used weaponry. And I'm making, full, you know, of course, I paid for it years ago. Now it's pure profit to me. So I've been constantly focused on retail, getting people the gear they need at extremely discounted rates, you know, and so on and so forth, selling. Like, we did our holiday sale on Saturday, we did a little under 1000 bucks in three hours. Um, I, I'm continually selling, you know, anyway, throughout the week because they could buy on our app, and they call me up and say, I want this. So I've been pushing them to get the things they need as Christmas gifts, right? So I'm in their head, like, why Why would you buy them an ugly sweater? or Why would you buy them another video game when you could buy them something that you need to buy them for their training? And they're going to be happy yeah. that they got their bo staff, their tomfah, their cane, their this or that. So that I've been really focused on that. And then I worked on a few uh, parents that have my old students that were parents that hadn't trained. And I've been really working on getting them enrolled. And so far, I've gotten two of them that um, one, one dad joined. He was training during the quarantine and he signed up his wife who was, they were teenagers when I met them both and they got married and they had a kid. And now all three of them are back in the dojo and they did pay in fulls. So I'm like, yeah, we take that too.
0: We did uh, three adults uh, to to train. Uh, we signed That's three great. adults up this this month, um, and That's and awesome. their kid moved up. Their kids moved up from uh, um, the five and six year old class to the seven and up class. So now that right. their parents can train with them together.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, you know what? I think that um, you know it's important for us. And by the way, I just popped the link into our post for the Audible book for Brian Tracy, The Psychology of Selling. And I'll tell you a quick story about him in a second. But um, so, uh, yeah, before I get off of that, you know, uh, onto that topic. So, so I've been really linearly focused on that. And the second thing, too, is I've been I've just been reaching out. Like, I don't know if it's just me and I'm getting older or my mindset has changed or um, I just had a black belt reach out to me that he kind of left on not the greatest of terms, but just left. And he's he's an adult now. He actually ended up marrying another student who was training with me and they had three kids and they're divorced. And so he reached out to me, which I thought was great. And, um, you know, it, it was interesting to hear him say, like, you know, he's asking about mentorship. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of coaches you could go to. And a lot. he's like, I want you to teach me. And I'm like, so after all these years, what changed? He goes, I've been watching you for years. And I was not ready, he said, to change when you changed, you know, from the American ninjutsu to the Japanese ninjutsu, when you became a little bit more of a peaceful teacher, more compassionate, you weren't beating the crap out of every one of your students every day. He goes, I like that old stuff. He goes, but I I didn't like when you changed because now I see why and I want to be like you. And I thought it was pretty cool to hear from people like that. So with that being said, there are two things that make me think about it. One, why not reach out to the really old students? You know, they might have children now. Or why not reach to the really old black belts or the students that quit that have been had, you know, maybe went through college and said, you know, there's one thing that I really wish I finished. And that was yep. my ninja training or whatever. Like, so we should be doing that as well. And then I said the other thing, too, is that we have to really understand that it's all about connecting with the people. Like, that's what's going to keep us in business. That's what's going to keep our schools growing is to have this whole entire unbelievable level of customer service and quality it's a it's a good time to do it because people are looking for that intimacy they want people to connect with that are like-minded that understand them and uh that we have that opportunity now due to this stupid pandemic but it brought us all closer i think
0: yeah i I, you know another thing that we're doing uh is we're doing a a virtual tournament over the break oh yeah and so yeah, so uh, we it's only for forms. They're only going to do uh, forms, and we have uh, right. you know our different divisions and categories and such. And and uh, it, I, I'm I'm excited to see you know how that rolls out, um, yeah. and what that looks like. So, are you doing
1: it through our friend, or are you doing it on your own?
0: I'm just having not now. Um, I I uh, I'm just going to have them submit their videos.
1: To okay, us. cool. Yeah, we're doing a yeah. virtual tournament for our tournament circuit in January as well. So if you want to – if your students like this and they want to compete in our event, please submit them and uh, and you and I could work out a, a, a deal together. So – and that goes oh, no, for all the school – No, but I am, I am, though, like I'll work out some sort of commission for having your students sign up so that it could give back to the dojo. And by the way, every school owner that's listening, we could do that for you guys as well. So you could make money on having your students compete – Now, here's the thing with the virtual tournament, Dwayne, that that you're going to see. It's going to make people practice more at home. It's going to make people make sure that they hone their skill and their craft, right, because now they're going to be competing again. Now, yes, they're not going to be in the same room. They don't have the energy of the crowd applauding and parents and the stress of being in front of a judge. But um, my students just did a virtual tournament in uh, November, and – They really did well. Like, they really got down to business. And some of them were in their backyard. Some of them asked if they could use the dojo to film their videos. Um, It was a really inspirational thing to do. So um, if you want to do it through this company, Dwayne and I are good friends with a company called Mayu Ventex, and the owner's name is Moisha. Um, But uh, you could possibly do it on your own like Dwayne is doing. It's just a lot of work. But um, how motivational is that going to be for your students? It's exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see what happens. And, and I didn't want to – I wanted to wait and see how many people we actually are going to get on board before I, right. you know, use Moisture service because uh, yeah. um, I, want it to, you know, I want it to be worthwhile for everybody.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. So, Can I tell you my Brian Tracy story? Yeah, go ahead. So – Years ago, a huge fan of Brian Tracy. So there's, I was in a group called The Alternate Board, which was like I paid like a $1,000 a month to do coaching with people that were peer-minded. They brought Brian Tracy in as a guest speaker where we went to a restaurant and had dinner. And the lady that was running the show knew I was a huge fan, so she sat me right next to him. Um, Lo and behold, Brian Tracy, he's a black belt in the martial arts, and he's trained Mm -hmm. for many years. I think he's got like a second-degree black belt in the traditional karate system. So we talked, and one thing that he told me that stuck in my mind, he said, when selling, you're not selling the product, you're selling the experience, right? So, like, for example, I own a Tesla, and um, my Tesla is not just the car, which is cool itself, but it's the whole mindset that you wrap around, you know, eco-friendly, green thing, da-da-da, technology, Elon Musk, and, you know, so... We we don't sell our experience. We usually sell the product. So when people are selling, Brian Tracy said to me, you have to lead them down a path of where they're at right now, and where they're going to be, and where they can go if they join your school. And there's a very interesting story. Like he went on to tell me about his training and how his instructor and how he's worked to help his teacher's school grow. Um, And he said it was all about experience, right? So that leads us back to that whole entire customer service mentality. If people feel they're getting their money's worth and it's undeniable that you're bending over backwards to give them everything and anything you can, uh, the majority, and I say the majority, 95% of the people are going to appreciate what you do, tell people about you, and stick with you. There are always going to be those that don't care. They think that you're just another widget, and that's what you, you do. Um, but uh, right. the majority of people, especially during COVID, I, I hear people, I'm sure you do too, Dwayne, where they say, you know what, um, you've done so much for us. Without you, there would be no normalcy in my kids' lives. Like, I can't believe you know, how much without you, it, it would have been terrible. You know, so like, they appreciate what we do, and uh, we just have to keep doing more.
0: That's my yep, agreed we've got uh one more thing that we're doing um and we use we usually used to uh every year we would close out the year with um, uh, our, our board breaking seminar and so we're not doing that this year obviously right um you know but uh on the 23rd wednesday the 23rd we are doing another virtual scavenger hunt but it's going to be a cool going to be a holiday a holiday virtual scavenger hunt
1: oh i so love it with,
0: yeah, so we're going to – it'll be all holiday-themed items that they have to find. I'm getting my pad out.
1: I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Tell, tell us about that. So tell people what they can do and how to do it. Yeah, so
0: basically, um, you know, you, you're going to put – we put um, uh, 50 items on a PowerPoint, and I basically have a timer on the PowerPoint. And I give them sixty seconds to find it, and then I click to the next one. Um, usually, when we give them sixty seconds, I'm playing music so that there's music in the background and stuff while they're trying. And and I'm going to do that this time, but it will be holiday, you know, be Christmas music, right? You know that I'll be playing. So in between each each one, uh, you know, and and I'll I'll keep the same song on for a few items, and then I'll switch the song to another few items, you know, that type of thing. Um, That's great. And so. Yeah, so be, it'll be holiday items that they have to find. So anywhere from, like, yeah, okay, I need you to get a stocking, you know, to uh, uh, find your elf on the shelf, you know, to a gingerbread cookie, you know, I mean, those right. type of things, just all holiday-type things.
1: So, Any prizes? Then,
0: yeah, we're going to have prizes. I have sling bags, TriStar sling bags oh, that we're going to give away cool. for the top, top winners.
1: So how many are you giving away?
0: Uh, I don't ever tell them what it is. I just tell them the top winners, and then when we uh, when we actually actually calculate, you know how many people there are, because sometimes there's people that find all fifty of them. You know, so you might have two people that actually have all fifty items, and then and then that right you know, forty nine, you might get another five, and then forty eight, you might get, you know, another three or four, and maybe you have ten to twelve items, but but I can't say the top ten winners because uh, there might be more than ten winners because you had, right. you know, again, two people find the whole thing, three people find the 49, and then seven, eight people that find the 48. Well, I still need to give them a prize.
1: Yeah, so I felt bad when I did mine. I was doing, um, We were doing the top ten winners, of, and we were giving out a pizza kit for my scavenger hunt. And it was cool. You know, you call the pizza, Paul, they would deliver the dough, the sauce, the cheese, and the seasoning in a box. And I, I worked out a deal, but I ended up giving everyone who participated two times. I did scavenger hunts and I ended up giving away like $400 worth of pizzas, but it was cool because then they made the pizza and they cooked it and decorated it, made faces and ninja. And, um, and then they posted it on social media. So it was worth it. And it was just a good thing to do. But I, I did go like overboard as far as costs go. So I wondered how you limit the prizes.
0: Yeah. And then when, when we did the pizzas, cause that was our original one, like you, um, I felt bad because like there's one family, they have, they have seven kids in the program and right. only, I, I only delivered one small little pizza. Right. To that family. So yeah. next time we did it, uh, I I I wasn't doing pizzas. I did uh, gift cards from. There's a, a a chocolate shop here called Sweet Street, and uh, okay. so I got five dollar gift cards. And and their family won again, and so I did. I went ahead and bought all seven of the
1: kids a five dollar gift card. That's cool though. And so like so, the gift cards are good too because then you could give them out five bucks, and if you have fifty people, it costs you two hundred fifty dollars, and you're helping out. And maybe you could divide it up between three businesses, sweet shops in the area, to help local businesses and so on. That's you know, why so I did I, that, yeah. I, yeah, I like that. That's a great idea. That's that's interesting. You know, so helping out the local business owner. That's cool. Yeah. And Very then
0: good. And I, did, I, I didn't have the pizza place deliver. I delivered all the pizzas. I delivered all the, uh, wow. the uh, gift cards. I wanted to see the, you know, this, I wanted to yeah. see the kids. Well, the that time last, last time we did checked, in November. Were, yeah. yeah. you were fully. The last time down. in November we did a we did another one in November. We did a scavenger hunt and I did backpacks and I drove around and gave ten uh, maybe nine people. Nine people backpacks.
1: Wow, that's cool. Very good. Yeah, that's awesome. And again not Those to are things say that are just sitting on my shelf though.
0: Like they're just right. sitting there.
1: And right. like and, you said and, you in know, the
0: beginning, when you were talking about retail um, and I was going to tell you to, to say something about this, but uh, basically, you know, because some people look at that and go, well, I'm throwing away money. You know, why am I discounting this? Or in my case, why am I giving it for right. free? Well, it's already been paid. Like anything, right. even
1: if I get a dollar for it, that's profit because that
0: most yeah. of that stuff has been done and paid for for years.
1: And, you know, that's the thing. I learned that from my old, old friend, J.D. Sarantakos from the Chris Angel show. Chris Angel's brother, he was my student, um, and he took me and he said, it's called the price of money. So he said that your money, if you have, let's say, 40 backpacks on the shelf at $29.99 and you sold 10 of them already, you probably broke even on your total cost. He says, but now those other 20 that are sitting are dead money. So he says, if you blow them out at 10 bucks, yes, you didn't get what you wanted, but you made 10 times 10, which is $100 of money that is just sitting. So he says, would you just hang $100 bills on your shelf? Would you just hang $20 bills on the wall and not touch it? He said, it's and it, because the longer it sits, the least likely it is to sell, and it keeps declining in price. The only thing you can do is if it's a seasonal item, you can package it back up again and hide it away and then bring it back out in the spring and do right. your backpack sale. But, um, but you're right, though. And by the way, what is the goodwill? you got to say, listen, for all the winners, we're going to bring you a sling bag. Um, but you have to take a picture of of yourself wearing it in your most funniest Santa outfit or your Christmas pajamas, you know, whatever you make. And then you turn that into social media goals, right? Super important, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so we that, are going to do, uh, yeah, do a holiday. Yeah, we're going
0: to do a holiday scavenger hunt. That's awesome. I like that. That's really good. And I, and I would, I would, uh, if you're going to do it, I would say you need to play music in between. Uh, you know, How did 60 you do it? You just,
1: did you, were you able to play the music just on your camera while they're searching and you play it in your audio and it's picking it up on your microphone or did you pipe it? Yeah, in? no, I have a,
0: uh, yeah, I have a, um, uh, just a portable Bluetooth speaker and the microphone, the you know, I just it? set it here and it just picked it up. Yeah, I mean, it was perfectly awesome. fine. That's great. Beautiful idea. And by the way, Heck, um, this last one in November, I was playing some upbeat music. And so while they're, ah, while they're you know, going to find stuff, some of them are dancing. And I saw one mom and dad, they were dancing together. And I'm like, Mr. and Mrs. of Brasser, go, you know. And, and, yeah. and so I got up and danced. And, yeah, so it was funny.
1: Well, there's a, there's a funny show. I don't know if you've ever seen it with Kevin Hart called Celebrity Game Face. And I just, I love yeah. it how so many of these celebrities have reinvented themselves. And they're, like, making tons of money by doing a television show in their own living room while quarantined. You just got to think about how they're doing it. Like uh, even the Jersey Shore went, uh, Shore went on vacation to a hotel in Vegas and they bought, rented out the whole entire hotel for like 10 of them. And they have a camera crew filming their antics. You know, they're running with the carts and jumping in the pool. I mean, like, so so how many people get to do things like that? They're so lucky. But Kevin Hart is the same way. He does contests. He makes people, you know, he sends them the kit, you know, or says you have to buy shaving cream or you have to buy whipped cream and let's see how face you could paint. You know, there's so many cool things that you do to create energy for your students. And by the way, some people out there, old school martial arts are going like, I don't do this stuff, dude. I just teach karate. You're nothing but a sellout. You know, what are you doing? Uh, You know, I teach self-defense. I teach martial arts. It's really just about building community. It's about, Damn, like I might have t- 20 years ago said the same thing. I would never do that, dude. What, a scavenger hunt? Like, that's stupid. That has nothing to do with ninjutsu. Now I love it. I just, it, it makes me excited because it brings the family together. It keeps everyone involved. And after all, that's what we want. We want people to stay yep. together as a family and stay training so that we can keep teaching them um, our art that we teach. Yep. Right. So I don't know if that I like helps. It. I don't know if,
0: you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course then, it uh, uh We do have our orientation for all the Karate for Christmas people. That's on the 3rd. So that's Sunday. I've got a couple hours that I'll be at the studio that Sunday. Just, for you know, they'll Great. come in. We'll do an orientation. We'll do a small little class with them. They'll earn a stripe wow. on their belt and then send them out, you know, so that they're ready to go for their official first class that next week when we open back up. So that's about the only other thing that I've got going on. So good
1: job, man. A lot of great ideas. You know, I love it. Virtual scavenger hunts, you know, us doing marketing to old students, to prospects. Um, you know, listen, I I've been watching a lot of this celebrity, uh, coaches and I, I see a lot of snippets from them, like Will Smith. And I mentioned this before, like, you know, um, I don't know if I mentioned it before to us, so I forget what I – I just did three coaching calls before I talked to you, so some of it's all blending together. But I watch these, these famous people, and it seems like the, there's two things that are undeniably the same between all of them. One, they always say it's about self-discipline. It's like if you want it, you have to get up every day and work towards it. And one thing I find is that school owners get a little bit complacent, and they don't push, push, push. So if you want the biggest school or you want more students or you want this, even if you're doing it one student at a time, you have to be out there searching for it, right? You got to be out there trying to do your best. If you and I just like kind of like threw up well, our hands and let COVID beat us, we'd be out of business right now.
0: Well, show up to work on time.
1: Yeah. this is my home my home
0: office. I' come in here at eight o'clock every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, right. That's when my workday starts is at eight o'clock, and and yep. that's part of the problem. Yeah, how many how many martial artists have you talked to that say you know and you ask them well, when do you start your day? Well, I usually get up around nine, and I'm maybe at the studio by one. Yeah, right. it's like what, what?
1: The days gone. sometimes later. Time. You know, they start class at four. They're there at three forty-five, getting dressed and opening the doors. So you're right. Like I, my schedule is the same as you. I'm up, you know, maybe sometimes I'll lay in bed and watch a little bit of TV and things like that. Um, but then I get started around like 830 ish. Um, and then I'm working all day long. Then I take a lunch break, take a maybe sometimes take a nap. Most of the time I jump right in my car and I go to the school from like two to eight. So, and, and I've been doing this for 30 years, you know, like nonstop working, but you have to work it in order to be a success at anything, especially in this day and age right so that's my one message to everybody be disciplined self-discipline and and work hard right and
0: uh two things well, right well that's the second piece right that's what you were going to bring right. up is, and i interrupted yeah. you but that's the second piece is you, you uh most of those success all of those successful people outrepped everyone else
1: yeah absolutely yeah, I mean, you know, you look at some people, like, you know, um, I, I watched, uh, you know, Damon John's, uh, his, his biography the other day. Uh, he's the guy from Shark Tank who owned FUBU. I mean, he literally mortgaged his mom's house with a second mortgage to get his first line of production out there. And then he would go to these hip-hop shows and he'd sell the stuff. Um, uh, it, it's just amazing to me to see, like, you know, the dedication and the chances these people took. So like I, I wrote a quote the other day on Facebook because someone it was an old quote that I took from uh from somebody and I reposted it. But it was like don't be mad at the person who's a billionaire or a millionaire, who's rich, who's famous, who's this or that. Um they worked really hard to be where they are. Don't be mad at them, just uh I have that book. Um, yeah, and just uh, just make sure that you follow their their ideas and their methods, you know, mirror them, copy them. And then do what they do, but in your field and work as hard as they did. That's a good, Malcolm Gladwell's awesome. He did the book Blink, too, right? Uh,
0: that and the tipping point. But Outliers, yep. the reason I bring this up, Outliers, is he talks about uh, in order to master something, it takes 10,000 reps. Yep. Okay. Um, so there was a post, uh, Grandmaster Hafner, Keith Hafner, uh, he, he, he talked about his new form. Uh, Cause he just got a new rank this, this year. And uh, he's talking about his new form that he's doing and uh, how he's mastering it. And for the last hundred days, he's practiced the form 10 times. So you talk about discipline, you right. talk about outrepping everyone. So now he has a thousand reps in, in that form. Think about right. that. Yeah. I love it. You know, and that's, That's what we need to do in order to be successful. You know, Malcolm Gladwell talks about, you know, the individuals in here. He even talks about the Beatles. One of the reasons why the Beatles were so good was because they used to play seven days a week. And I forget how many hours a day they were playing. And, I I mean, they started at, you know, like, I don't know, eight o'clock at night. wasn't
1: Wasn't it eight days a week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but,
0: so, but I think it was like eight o'clock at night until one in the morning or something, and that was that was seven days a week that they would do that. And if you think about you think about that, they start they're starting to get closer and closer and closer to their ten thousandth hour. And they did an array of music; it wasn't just one type of music. They did a bunch of different, so that so that the the, the their ability to be versatile was also created. Um, so that goes back to what you were talking about with regards to the fact that, you know, one, we've got to be disciplined, and two, we, we, we need to out-rep everyone. I like Don't that. give up.
1: I You know, can I tell you how how my mind works? So like, you're like, oh, man, out-rep everybody, and then, you know, like a thousand. My teacher talked about that as well, um, a thousand, you know, a thousand reps to master one specific movement. So if the movement has all these intricacies in it, it takes way longer to do that anyway. Um, but uh, but outrepping is is important. And so I thought about uh, that would be something cool to put on the wall, you know, you know outrep, you know, or whatever, or a thousand just simple statement, a thousand hours, and then that would be your theme of the new year, right? Of uh, what's going on and so on. So I, I think that that's important for us to always uh, be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Me, All right, sir. Did you me. hear that? Eight days a week. Eight days a week. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Good call now, today. Thank you now so Facebook much. Gonna
0: se- hey, now Facebook's going to censor this
1: video because we don't have the rights to play that. That's true. We're going to be in trouble now if they, <laughs> if they catch it. Um, so uh, no next week because we're, we're on a break. So we'll see everybody in the new year. Right? Yeah, we'll be back January 3rd, I think it is. Six.
0: Six. January 6th. Okay,
1: awesome. And you and I will chat in between.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks, Allie. Yes. Take care, bud. See you soon. Bye. Bye.